I want to take a second to talk about my butt. (laughs) Right now, as we speak, my butt is in pain. Not a bad pain, but that good pain you get after an intense workout. Because I just started doing something called P90X through Beachbody On Demand. Yes, I know, I'm about five years too late on the P90X fad, but it's an amazing workout that is slowly but surely transforming my body. It's also transforming my husband's body. Yes, we do it together in our home, even though he's about a hundred and something pounds heavier and a foot taller than me, and we are both getting amazing results. Results that can be seen on our bodies and in the bedroom, if you know what I mean. You know that I preach all the time about how looks are not as important to women as you think, and that's still true, but what is important and attractive to women is a man that can take care of himself both inside and out. It's time to start taking care of yourself and your health now. And with Beachbody On Demand, it's so freaking easy. Beachbody On Demand is super convenient and can be accessed on any web-enabled device. No need to go to a gym or get upset because your work or life schedule conflicts with class times because everything is right there on your device. Plus, it's cheaper than a gym membership. Beachbody On Demand gives you access to a wide variety of workout classes that range from cardio to weight training, low impact, yoga, and even dance. They even have nutritional help, which is awesome. You need to give this a try. Right now, all Ask Women listeners get a free trial membership when you text WANTS, W-A-N-T-S, to 30-30-30. My husband is now 10 times more attractive to me since he started doing this. If that isn't enough motivation to give Beachbody On Demand, I don't know what is. Just text WANTS, W-A-N-T-S, to 30-30-30 now and get started. Coming up on this week's episode of the Ask Women podcast, we kind of get a little bit serious. Uh, In the news right now, you've seen what's been going on with sexual harassment charges, sexual assault charges, um, just you know, lots of stuff to dissect. And I'm sure you're very confused about how to move forward in this world of everybody being charged and blamed for everything. So on this week's episode, we're going to dissect what it actually means to sexually harass, what it actually means to sexually assault somebody, um, and give you guidance on how to act with women with not completely turning into robots. So keep listening. Kristen and your least favorite host Marnie. I said that last time, so I feel like I have to say it again. Yes. Here with Nina, who is a life coach and was on the show before and is friends with Marnie. Yeah. And she writes for the Good Man Project, and she was my original co-owner of well, it was called what was it called back then? Break. What did I call? It? What do you call it? We were just wing girls at wing that point. Okay, I, I wasn't sure when you jumped ship out of my company. Oh, icebreakers, uh, icebreakers. Yes, icebreaker dating. So oh. she's the other oh, original. We co- started with icebreakers, and then yeah. we transferred to wing girls. But people yeah. were offended because of the Titanic. It's just like too soon. <laughs> right? They were so pissed. <laughs> too off. soon. People are very sensitive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, those are icebergs, not icebreakers. Anyway, right. they break. Difference. The gum. They break. They, they broke. Yes. We were the the gum. Yeah. Now people are confused me with a chicken wing versus the gum before. <laughs> Every time I give my email address to like a normal business, they're like, oh, do you do chicken wings or something like that? I'm like, no, <laughs> I don't at all. That's 
Hilarious. Yeah, because I'm from near Buffalo, New York, which are buffalo wings. And I never thought about that. But if you lived in Buffalo. Oh, they'd be like, oh, my God. Yeah. You do so much business. I know. Seriously. And then they'd be like, screw this. I don't want this advice. That's funny. Anyway, but Nina. Deep fried advice. We started this together. We were at the Jewish Singles Mixer together. Um, And thank God for Rob, who challenged me because it pushed me to starting a company and, and Nina helped me keep it going for the first little bit and then went off on her own to go back to school and become a therapist and now she is a life coach on her own. So she, she helps many people with, with their lives. issues. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Keep their lives on track. But today I wanted to bring you here, number one is a therapist, number two is a life coach, and number three, as a woman, because I want to talk about sexual harassment and sexual assault. Well, speaking of sexual harassment and sexual assault, you have wonderful boobs. Oh, thanks. By the way, and she I'm does. seeing a little nip action. I, I don't wear a bra. I was going to say, are you wearing a bra? No. Holy oh, yeah, shit, you are balls. A bra. I never wear a bra. You never yeah. wear a bra. I You're, stopped about two years ago. She does you, CrossFit, or she no, used, I used to. to. Oh, right, right, right. I hope you well, wear a bra. She when you do that. Oh, that's why. Well, when I exercise, I always wear a sports bra. Even yoga, I always wear a sports bra or some <laughs> kind of like tight tank top. But in my daily life, unless I have certain clients, I, I will wear a bra depending on my blouse or shirt, but usually 98% of the time I don't wear a bra. And you, wow. You're like a walking Seinfeld episode because yes. there's an episode where there's a life oh, coach right, right. and then there's um, bra. The girl without the bra. Yeah. With the huge boobs. Yeah. Yeah. See, this conversation would not be allowed to be had by men in front of other women. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so we want to talk about that because I feel bad for guys because yeah. you don't know what is just being friendly and what's being considered being creepy. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Well, so let me, I just wanted to read something because um, I looked up the definition of sexual assault because before you guys came over, I was on the phone with my sister and I said, have you ever been sexually harassed? And she goes, no. <laughs> I know. I said the same thing. I'm like, what she am was I? Pissed. I, I? I'm like, I need to, I'm clearly not attractive because no one's ever just tried to reach out and yeah, grab me. Like showed up with their penis hanging out at the door when you walked yeah. in. Like, it's, more, it's very insulting. Yeah, right? and also I did do a tweet saying that I have no sexual assault stories, so you know my career is not going well. Right. <laughs> but um, the uh, I, I don't know if we said this on this podcast. I did say I've had my crotch grabbed. You, that that is sexual assault. I know, but I don't I don't consider it sexual assault. I'm, I'm what very... Do you, what do you consider that? Um, well, this is a romantic because- gesture from a stranger. Oh, so romantic. Just you go home with I like being whistled at now. when I walk by homeless people, but a, a, a pussy grab is not... Yeah, no, it is technically, I would say, sexual assault. So I have technically been sexually assaulted a couple times. But you didn't find that sexually assaulted. Because I take into context where the- I am and what the environment is. I were, you t- at the, were you getting a pap smear? Yeah. <laughs> where were you? He goes in for a grab, <laughs> a grab and a swatch, yeah. swipe. Um, swab. Uh, swab. Thank you, yes. swatch. Um, paint swatches for my vagina. Yeah. Picking out colors for our walls. We wanted to go with the color of your <laughs> <Right>. discharge. That's <laughs> horrifying. Horrible. Um, no, uh, I was in college. I was like 18 or 19. I'd never been to like a club before. I'd never been out really except going to like a local dive bar or something in my hometown. And uh, we were at this club we would go to occasionally. And I, I'm thinking it happened over multiple times it wasn't all in one night but there were the creepiest dudes there and i knew that going into it and we'd be like you know walking with a drink or dancing and all of a sudden like you just feel literally your crotch get grabbed i would have no idea who did it i luckily because they were all very not appealing you know i would have probably been grossed out but it almost and i know and i'm not telling guys that they can do this basically you were asking for it that's the thing. It's like, not that I was asking for it, but that's how people, you know, would like to phrase it sometimes. Mm-hmm. 
but it was the environment. There was like all this stupid, this was 2001. There was a lot of like thong song, like, Mm -hmm. you know, like back that ass up kind of stuff. Not that I was dancing like a whore at all. But how does a whore dance? Like a whore. Like you'd assume. What is a, yeah. Yeah. Like I've never seen a whore dance. No, I don't know. That was harsh. I wasn't. Dance, well, I wasn't dancing like... But see, this like, is the interesting thing. This is the point that I wanted to make, that it's very different for every single individual. Right. The definition. The fact that you didn't feel assaulted by somebody grabbing your vagina but is did you very feel violated. I did feel violated. I was like, hey. But then I didn't... I wasn't, but you consider that different than assault? I consider it a dude being gross and getting away with it. I, it for me, the difference, I guess, between sexual assault and what happened to me would be that that didn't damage me. I'm not now going forward right. feeling like a victim or feeling like it um, is hurting future relationships. Mm-hmm. But if I was raped by one of those men, that would have f- fucked me up for life. And so I would have considered that assault. And it's all on a personal level. So I didn't you take know, that I as seriously. I agree with you. For some reason, that if, he, if that person continued to do it to me, then I would feel assaulted. I don't know. I don't even know how to verbalize but this, but it, it wouldn't have felt assaulting. It would have felt, what was the word that you used? Violating? Yeah. It felt, I would feel like, oh, like don't yeah. touch me. Yeah. Like it wasn't like, I was like, oh, do that again. I was like, ugh, ugh, yeah, dude, gross. But then, but then, then I do moved, it again and you move on. And I moved on with my life and I didn't harp on it. And I know. Right. It's but not I like think a, it, that a person can be sexually harassed and or assaulted or have even sexual discomfort. And I don't mean like vaginal discomfort. I mean, in a re- relationship. Yeah. Um, and it may not have long legs that makes you um, have PTSD for the rest of your life, but it can still be bad enough. Yeah, well, yes. It can definitely be bad enough. I was sexually assaulted in college by a stranger, and I was also sexually harassed by my former supervisor at a job. As a that I remember. And okay, so can you, can you talk about both those yeah, situations? Yeah, I can talk about both. Um, so in college, I was taking a run, and I was not, quote, asking for it. I was wearing just normal shorts and a normal t-shirt no bra <laughs> i was wearing a bra because i was exercising in right. fact then i wore a bra all the time okay and so interesting how when you were perky <laughs> you wore the bra still so, are still are um so when i so i was just running in philadelphia i went to school in philadelphia i was just running down the bridge and there was a man who was walking toward me and i noticed him from a distance and i i, I was running in the middle of the sidewalk. And so I noticed him. And so I thought to myself, pick a lane. And Mm -hmm. so get on one side. So I did. And then he came to the other, he came towards my side. Mm -hmm. And so I came, I went to the other side, um, all within the same sidewalk because I didn't, couldn't cross the street. And he came into my area and then he, that's aggressive. It was aggressive. And he definitely had, or I shouldn't say definitely, I didn't talk to him, but I'm most likely certain that he had mental illness. And so he grabbed me um, by one shoulder, and then with the other hand, he started touching everything. Holy! My breasts, my butt. What? You never told me any of this, I don't think. Well, it happened. It's so crazy. Yeah, it was terrible. So I kept running, and I ran. That sounds more damaging. Yeah. It it was. Yeah, Yeah, I wouldn't stop and then just like lay down at that (laughs) point. So I kept running, and I ran into a building. Um, I saw that they had an open door, and I ran in, and I said, I need help. I need help. And everybody was just like really out of it. And they said, no one seemed to like. They don't get it. They don't know what just happened. No. And so I ran out, and I ran another block or two. (laughs) You ran, and you're like, nobody's helping me here. Well, that's exactly what I did. That's insane. I ran to the the post office and there were postal police because it's like a big Philadelphia 
post office. Huge. Yeah. Don't mess with these letters. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I ran into, I ran to the police officer and I said, I need help. And at this point I was crying of and course. he said, what's wrong? And I said, I think somebody, I just, somebody touched me. And he said, I said, can you help me? And he said, I can't leave my post, but I'm going to call for backup right now. Sit down and you're safe. And so he called for backup and there was an unmarked car and they, and so I described the, my guy and he, they found my him. guy. So you were in a relationship yeah, we, already. We were, we were in love. Mm-hmm. And so they found him right by my apartment. Cause he was trying to, he was like, he was looking for me. No, he no, knew. Oh, no, I was going to say, okay. no, no, know he, your apartment. He did. He was by my apartment, but that was, a, that was, um, just that a was a, a fluke. Exactly. Because I was you were running by your home. Yeah, exactly. So they picked him up and then they, the police, a different police asked me, do I want to press charge or like go to the police station and identify him? And I was like, well, I want to, but I don't know how I'm going to get home because I'm just running. And they said, oh, don't worry. We'll take you. So they took me far. I thought we'd go to campus police, but we ended up going to like North Philadelphia to this like special victims unit. And I had to identify him. But the, another weird thing that happened is we, I pulled up in the unmarked car and he was in a, a different police car. Oh my God. And we pulled up at the same time and that should not have happened. Did he wink at you? No. He okay, did the exact opposite. He got out of the car and he started growling <gasps> and he made like a, a, like a gesture toward, as like he was going to attack me. Oh God. But he was, um, the police were holding onto him so he couldn't do anything. Oh so God, I started, that's horrible. It was terrible. And so then I identified him and he had, they did uh, fingerprints on him and he had like some other problems. Like he had some like warrants out and he, he was unwell. So I think he was going to, he had to stay in jail and I, they took me home and then I had to stay in Philadelphia for a couple more weeks before going home for the summer. And I was so nervous to be around people, um, and to be in a city. And so it was scary to take the bus, but it was too hot to walk everywhere. And so anytime I would, I, I felt really nervous and uncomfortable to walk on the same bridge and, it was a really hard time. And so a few months, and then when school started again, I studied abroad in Sweden. And I re- now realize that the entire time I was studying abroad, I didn't date a, per- a person. I didn't hook up with anybody. I had f- male friends and female friends, and we'd go to clubs, and I was I was pretty standoffish. Reserved, yeah. And reserved, yeah. And then when I came back to college for the, sec- for the spring semester, I started, I became obsessed with taking, um, various types of uh, self-defense classes. Mm -hmm. And then for the next year, I was like really into like Thai kickboxing and like all these different various protection measures. And I realize now that that was a direct result of that experience. You didn't realize that before? No. Oh, that's interesting. So you blocked it out. I did. How do you think you would have responded if you had... If you were in my situation before and you had never had that happen to you and a dude grabbed your crotch at a club when you were 18 so or a couple dudes. Now that I think about it, that probably did happen at a frat party. Right, right. So that And, and, and so I, I do uh, understand where you're coming from. Yeah, and, so I, and I can see where you're coming from. So I think the context is so important because that guy... But the, Listen, both things are wrong. Exactly. Yeah, both That's things thing. don't do one, either yes. or. And especially the growling part. But like, don't a, just right. walk up to someone and growl. No, definitely don't do that. But this is the thing. We're, we, it's confusing. I think as women, it's, not, it, it's confusing to men, but, but even more so for us, it's confusing. Like, so in, in, my, um, in my business of a dating coach, I guess you can call me, um, I'm a part of this marketing group and other people who are also dating coaches because a lot of us are independent business owners and we don't have coworkers to bounce ideas off of. Anyway, so we're a part of this group called the Seduction Syndicate. And <laughs> you guys really, sound like superheroes. 
house. Yeah. And there's like 300 of us. So there's a lot of us all around the world and we all help each other out and give advice and like do interviews with each other so that we can get lots of wonderful information. A lot of people have been on our show that are part of that group. Um, and there's this whole back and forth because um, it's, again, it's an online group. So we, we, we write to each other as a massive group. And there's like this huge online debate about what is going on. And I've noticed that not a single woman has been a part of the debate. So it's only men who are writing in their opinions. And like every man is against what's going on, but they're having a hard time because some of the guys who are in the group want to use what's happening now as part of their marketing. And they're comparing, you know, normal everyday guys to Harvey Weinstein. And like some people have issue with that because they think that Harvey Weinstein is, is it's a completely different situation because it's a sickness and narcissism, an illness of some sort. Anyway, I hate calling power it an illness, thing. to be honest with you. Me too. I, but, but the truth is, is that there is, there's something ill about I, it. I think there is, but then also it excuses it easier. Exactly. Yes, 100%. But at the same time, like, what else are you supposed to be? I guess they should go to jail. Which I think is what's going to happen. My point was, is that I found it interesting that not one woman spoke up about this. And that is, that is surprising. Very in line with what we're talking about right now. If you go on Twitter, it's all women. Right, exactly. Constantly talking about it with each other. But in this group, it's, it's a male dominated wow. group and not one woman is piping in. And, and I, I wrote to the moderator today of the group, like the person who's in charge. And I just said, like, I understood where everybody was coming from with their points. I don't feel confident enough in my opinion mm-hmm. to state my opinion. And the biggest reason I didn't want to pipe in is because I didn't want to be shamed mm-hmm. as a woman and tell men and have men tell me how I'm supposed to feel as but a woman. But that's exactly and why... And that's why we don't say anything. That's exactly why women don't speak up. And that's exactly why you, it has to be so bad to speak up. So with after I had my experience, I did not tell anybody. I, really? I mean, I told my mom. Actually, I'm not surprised by that. I told my mom, but I didn't really tell anybody until fairly recently. And I wrote a blog post about it about a year ago. And it wasn't until then that I started feeling safe to speak up. And that was, uh, and the real reason I spoke up is because of the Brock Turner incident, the guy at Stanford. Oh yeah. Right. So that was that woman, when she wrote that long, beautiful, devastating letter, I thought my thing is not bad enough. And yet it's bad enough because I undermined my own experience thinking because I hadn't been like raped and left for dead, then it wasn't bad enough. But this experience shouldn't, didn't count because I thought of all the women or people too, um, men too have had things happen, but I thought of all of the women who've had something worse and that mine didn't count. And so I wonder if Kristen, for you, yours wasn't bad enough to actually count. To me, it didn't. Exactly. It didn't. To uh, someone, another woman or another girl, but she would have been posting thing. it on the Me Too thing. Yeah. I don't, I don't like bandwagons. Even It might be a little bit of a flaw, but even if it's for a good cause, I won't get on it because I don't like everyone blindly just becoming the same opinion. Mm-hmm. So the Me Too thing... Everyone's posting, well, this happened to me, this happened to me. And I do think it undermines people like who've had more of your experience. Because that's a legit experience. Someone aggressively was threatening you. and But somebody violated you. They did, but it was like I felt the intention was different. I understand everything you're saying. Like we used to go. But I'm also way too easygoing, to be honest with you. (laughs) I I went to this place called the Circle Bar. Too easygoing. Oh, I know the circle in Santa Monica. Everybody knew that you go there, there's a thin walkway between the bar and the wall to the dance floor. You got your boobs grabbed. The (laughs) guys would scoop by you and they'd brush your boob. That was just the thing. It was the joke about the circle bar. Right. But I didn't like it. I I did feel violated and I would go and I would cover up my boobs when I went there because I liked the music and I liked to dance. But you also didn't sue the dudes or something No, but that's the thing. But this is is the thing about – 
I think what's happening now is is women who maybe they did have something small. I don't want to say smaller, but like not on the whatever, however they felt. But now they're just like, okay, now I can say this. This is wrong. But that's where it becomes extremely challenging for men because I'm hearing lots of stories about men who are afraid. Somebody wrote in one time about being afraid to like, you know, uh, take a chair out for a woman or to touch a woman on her arm or to approach a woman. And that's what starts to make me angry because then we take away any sort of humanness or politeness within society because we're so afraid to be charged. To be to be human. We're yeah. afraid because, well, I talked to my mom, so I'm kind of in, a little insensitive on this issue. Like you can tell, obviously I'm not like, well, you know, up in arms about it, but I did talk to my mom and I thought she was going to have more of an opinion like mine, which is like, all right, yes, a lot of bad things do happen and it shouldn't be okay. And it should not go unspoken about, but also like, let's not say that some dude brushing your arm and wearing complimented your dress assaulted you. I thought my mom was going to be more on my my side with that. And she was not at all because when she was 18, 19, 20, 21, she worked for, this was back in the set, early seventies. She worked for a company of, with all men and she was a secretary. And my mom was very petite and very pretty. And she had, um, so many different instances of men speaking down to her because of wearing a skirt, but they wanted her to wear a skirt, but then they, they'd kind of harass her about her clothing. And then she said one time in a meeting, um, the boss told her in front of all of these men to sit on his lap and she wouldn't sit on his lap. And she said he made her life a living hell until she quit. And so my mom is very passionate and very um, angry about all the stuff that does go unsaid. And so it did kind of open my eyes a little bit because I could tell how emotional my mom was getting because she was trying to be a confident young woman and find her place in the workforce, which she never ended up doing. And I think this had a big part in it because she was so demeaned for being a woman and yeah, so I mean, I, I'm, my eyes are trying to open a little bit to it, um, but it's like, that's when it does get weird because a guy in my mom's workplace could have grabbed, you know, brushed her arm politely. And right now I go, oh, please, that's not harassment. But if you put it in context of yeah, all, all the of stuff things. that has She's been like, going on. Stop touching me. Yeah. And it does become not okay. But right. I think the issue so, is, is consent. Exactly. Because yeah, that's a good point. If if somebody, um, if your mom was having a hard day and a coworker, a male coworker said, um, "It looks like you're having a, a, a hard day. Would you like a hug?" Your mom might say yes, but when he just hugs her, yeah, it, that becomes a violation. And had of, already complimented how great she looked in a short skirt or right. something. That's it, when it starts to get exactly. So consent is really the important factor here. Yeah, yeah. Well, let me read the definition because then I, I wanted to, um, I wanted to give another example. And then I want to go on into defining this from our points of view um, so that men can know how to move forward, even though it's going to still be very confusing for them. Um, sexual, sexual harassment is bullying or coercion of a sexual nature or the unwelcome or inappropriate promise of rewards in exchange for sexual favors. In most modern legal contexts, sexual harassment is illegal, as defined by the United States Equal Employment Opportunity Commission. It is unlawful to harass a person, an applicant, or an employee because of that person's sex. Harassment can include sexual um, harassment or unwelcome sexual advances, requests for sexual favors, and other verbal or physical harassment of a sexual nature. The legal definition of sexual harassment varies by jurisdiction. I guess the real question for guys who are listening is like, how do they put something out there just to say, is this welcomed without being like, oh, can I please comment on your shirt? Like, how, right. like without being robotic and, and disingenuine. Well, I went out on a date 
last a couple uh, about a week ago, and a new guy. I mean, I just they, it's insane how many. What about that old guy? Um, the old guy the one that you liked, not old guy, the other guy that you liked. Oh, um, uh, nothing. Okay, yeah, which is like what I I feel like I'm a good catch, and all of a sudden I don't hear anything. He'll like all my pictures on Instagram and not call me or text me. I won't me. He violate you. Right, come on here, <laughs> got my legs wide open. Um. I, so I went on a date the other day and it was a last minute, the guy was flying out of town for two weeks and said, I really want to meet you before I leave. And so it was supposed to be like a quick coffee date slash maybe lunch date. And I can, and I don't know if this will give a good example, but I feel like it does. Um, it was very businessy and like formal and not flirtatious at all. And if he had touched me, I feel like in those moments, it would have been very strange because that energy wasn't there. But toward the end of the date, I was kind of, he's super cute. I was starting to go, okay, maybe I, this guy's not, you know, he's super attractive and very smart and has a lot going for him. And then he changed the tone of the date because he leaned in before he had to kind of get going because he had a flight to go to. And he just said, I find you incredibly beautiful and I really want to see you again. And it changed the tone. So all of a sudden it became more of a romantic-ish thing. And when we left, he like touched me on the back or something or, you know, touched me a little bit more. And then I was okay with it. But if he hadn't kind of set that ground and I hadn't shown that I was also into it, cause I said, well, I find you really attractive. And like, kind of got a little nervous. That would have been a weird place for him to touch me. So I feel like it's, like I said, in context earlier and also common sense. Cause if he had like, when we that's got there, to anybody I, that's listening, I, I know, but, that, it, but, but it is a good story, but I that's understand. when I'm okay with it. I'm okay being touched. But I think that you know I don't number, did that, number one yeah that's I think that's a great story I think that you're like yeah go tell it to your go no, tell no, it to your brother no, no, go no, tell it again somewhere else no no no, no, no that's not at all no, it thinking. is a very good and helpful story well I'm it's trying just to hard say for it's like else to visualize that context and common sense the energy people can misread it I know that's I know. the whole thing but I it's like that, common sense is my common sense says oh I'm having fun you're having fun that means I can touch your vagina right 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 so that's where it becomes really challenging for I think it's hard to have romance. At a coffee date, number it one. It is. So oh, dear Lord. I think coffee Lord. date equals professional... Sterileness. Sterile, yeah. sterile sterility. Um, I disagree with that. Oh, really? Not me. I've a lot of coffee dates where I have bantered with people and had fun, and then it's turned into a later date. Ew, not me. me anyway. Really? I agree. I, 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 you I guys date a lot. Well, obviously now you do, but like a lot more I do. recently, but when... I, I met if people. It, I met them at the coffee bean. That's where I used to work. So we would like joke around there, and there would be attraction and flirtation. I need some dim lights, Me some too. music, or something something to create the energy. <laughs> Me too. If I'm getting coffee, I had coffee with this Brit dude, British dude. Oh my god, it was he was so sweet. But it was like we were on a freaking job interview, and I was bored out of my mind. And then he was like, "We were just gonna have coffee," and then he's like, "Do you want to get lunch too?" And I really want to say no because I'm like. <laughs> I don't feel like having lunch with my boss because that's how you feel exactly. to me right now. But you went, obviously. But I did because he was buying me a, san- a very nice sandwich <laughs> that cost like 20 bucks. Sure. See, she's very happy to be violated. <laughs> so I think, let's get back to the subject. And I think it's important to also think about how a person or how a guy can, how a man can, can compliment somebody and not make it creepy in the workplace. And maybe saying your shirt is nice. I wonder if you're really saying your breasts look hot. Right, because I could have said that about you. I could have been like, nice shirt, but I'm so staring at your nip right, right. now. <laughs> no, I'm embarrassed. <laughs> that I'm so jealous of. Don't be embarrassed. I am so violated. Jealous. Stop it. It's fine. So I think that the, the, I'm wondering, is the, what is the question underneath a compliment? Yes. Is it, I want to undress you, or I really like the pattern of your shirt, right. you know? I'm a gay man, and I love the pattern of your shirt. Right. Right. <laughs> 
yeah, I know, but, but that's what they're saying. They're, find, they're trying to find a way to talk to you. And then they're trying to find a way to escalate things with you to see if that's what you're into. I, the thing is, is that there's just so many different levels of sensitivity. So um, an old friend of mine, my sister just told me about this. She said, oh, I just went on to so-and-so's Facebook. And he, he posted something on Facebook saying, ladies of the world, uh, you know, in today's climate, I, I want to get a better understanding of how to be a proper modern man. I need to know from like your opinion on a situation that I had recently and why this was so offensive. So he posted the situation. Basically, he was at dinner um, with like a, a woman who he didn't really know very well. I think it was like a client and his wife or something, whatever. And she ordered like a Manhattan or something, something that's considered a more masculine drink. And he goes to her, oh, a woman after my heart or like whatever that phrase mm-hmm. is. And she was insulted by that comment. Oh. And so he posted that saying, I thought I was being charming and kind of, sweet yeah. and she was heavily insulted and half the people were saying oh I find that okay other half were saying 